Welcome to the Unfeigned Faith Bible Study, where we'll be doing a weekly Bible study, typically going through a book of the Bible together, and uh, this will go alongside our regular Unfeigned Faith podcast. Thank you for joining us on this journey. Colossians, and uh, a really uh, powerful chapter, and uh, you know, Paul was addressing some things in, in this day here in uh, Colossians 2. And uh, some of the some of the mindset and the, that was rising up, and really uh, even even with many of the cults today, they start with a little bit of truth, but they kind of go off left or right and and uh, and and pull different directions. And so uh, many times in Paul's writings, he's correcting some of those some of those thoughts. And so he gives this warning to watch out because people are going to spoil you uh, through uh, through deceit, through philosophies. Uh, man's tradition, rudiments of this world, not for Christ. Um, he uh, he says, uh, and this I say, lest anyone should, any man should beguile you with enticing words. What those words? Uh, uh, boy, they sounded so eloquent. They just they pulled me in, and so he's cautioning them. And uh, one of the one of the um, uh, philosophies that was rising up at the time was that of the Gnostics. The Gnostics was a group that, that believed they had kind of a deeper knowledge. And if unless you were part of them, you didn't know these secrets, these, these more hidden, deeper truths. And, and one of the things was um, they would separate uh, the, the humanity of Christ from the spiritual aspect of Christ. And so they'd say, you know, well, Jesus was born of Mary, but Christ was born of the Father. And... Uh, and uh, in this concept that uh, everything flesh is evil, but, uh, you know, so Christ had to have been more of a spirit type of thing. And so he's kind of addressing some of those. Those are some of the things going on in the background. And we get to verse number nine. It says, for in him, in Christ, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. What a powerful statement on the deity of Christ. In Christ is all the fullness of the Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, all wrapped up in the body of Jesus Christ. This is why I often say, you know, whenever you see an appearance of God in some manner in the Old Testament, uh, it's what, I, what we call a, a Christophany. It's an appearance of Christ because God's a spirit. And, uh, and, and the Bible, you know, references many times, no man had ever seen the Father. And, uh, and so, uh, so, so we, we address this and. Because it's so important to understand that that whenever there was an appearance, that was Christ. How about this one? Um, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and they, you know the world is that form and void and darkness on the face of the earth, and and then and then we have God speaking. God said, "Let there be." All right. Well, then the Bible tells us uh, in uh, in John that in the beginning was the Word. The Word was made flesh uh, in verse fourteen. But but in the beginning was the Word. The Word is with God. And the word was God. And, and it says, not without him was not anything made that was made. So when you hear God said, well, if Jesus is the word, what was that? That was Christ at creation. And it's awesome kind of seeing it all play together. But what a powerful statement that in Christ, this puts to, to, to rest some of these uh, arguments that were being made here in the first century. And that in Christ, this person of Jesus Christ dwelt all the fullness of the Godhead in body, bodily. Uh, in fact, even when his disciples came to him, they said, show us the Father. And he said, I've been with you all this time. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Why? Because he's the expressed image 
of the Father, Hebrews 1. He's the expressed image of his glory. And so, uh, so Jesus is God, the Father, communicating with us. But God commended his love toward us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He, he sent his son. That was the display. That was an expression of God. And uh, for that, we are thankful. In verse number 10, And ye are complete in him which is the head of all principalities and powers. See, the Gnostics, they were real big into the spiritual realm, and they, they understood there was a hierarchy of, uh, of the demonic forces, if you would, and the spiritual. And he said, yeah, Christ is above all that. He's acknowledging you guys are right on this thing, but, but Christ is far above that. And, uh, and this idea of, of knowledge, of, of, of having the, understanding these secrets, this mystery, he said, you know, to, 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 to really be complete, to really get there, we got to have this, uh, this understanding. So here's what he says. You're complete in Christ. Christ is the end of all that. You have been made, you've been positioned in Christ, and there's nothing to add. You are complete in Him. I love that song that we sing, complete in Thee. No work of mine can take, dear Lord, the place of thine. And uh, the, 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 the completeness of, of Christ's redemption for us, that once we are placed in Christ, we're complete. We are made whole. What an awesome thought. Here's what goes on. Verse 11. In whom? In Christ. Also, uh, ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands. In the putting off of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Now, this is a this is addressing another group. There was a group called the Judaizers, and what were they doing? They were they were uh, Jewish believers that were trying to pull Christians, especially Gentile Christians, and place them back under the law, and saying, "Yeah, you've got Christ, wonderful, you've got that gift, but let's not forget uh, you need to be circumcised." Let's not forget, we need to, 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 to remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. And, and they're emphasizing these things. By the way, that's what we would call today legalism. And there are a lot of legalistic religions, sects, and cults out there that try to pull you and put all these uh, qualifications on it that unless you do this, this, and this, you can't be saved. And, and, uh, and, and they put these rules. And so there are groups out there that say, well, yeah, you have to obey the Ten Commandments if you're going to be right with God. Uh, now, is it a good idea to obey the Ten Commandments? Sure. <laughs> uh, there are wonderful moral laws. But, um, but the reality is, the Bible makes it so clear. It's not of works of righteousness, which we have done. Uh, uh, Romans, uh, Romans 10 talks about Christ is the end of the law. There's, there's no more law. You see? And, uh, and so we talk about the Sabbath. Christ is our Sabbath. He is our rest. Uh, by the way, nowhere in the Bible is a Gentile uh, put under the, the Sabbath. All right? That was a covenant between God and his people Israel. All right? Uh, but there are groups out there. Uh, unless you do these sacraments, you're not going to be saved. Unless you do these, these things. And, uh, and so we need to be so careful not to get pulled into that. That's that enticing words of man's wisdom. And, and if you're not rooted in the scriptures, remember, rooted and built up uh, or, or grounded uh, what does it say? <laughs> what we looked at yesterday. Rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, as you have been taught. Unfortunately, a lot of believers have not been taught. They've not been rooted. They've not been built up. They've not been established. So they hear some things and say, well, yeah. Well, that makes sense. I see it there. 
and they've not rightly divided the word of truth. They've not uh, looked at it dispensationally. Who's this written for? Uh, is this for me today? Is this uh, before Christ's fulfillment and completion? Is this after? Is this the age of grace? Where where does this lie? And uh, and so what happens? We have a lot of people getting placed under the bondage uh, of the law that they were never meant to be placed under. And um, and, uh, and by the way, there are a lot of a lot of things they fall into this. You know, unless you've Unless you've demonstrated your faith by speaking in tongues, unless you've demonstrated your faith by X, Y, or Z, then you're not actually saved. You're not. You haven't gotten there. You haven't arrived. And um, and let me just say, nothing can be further from the truth. This stuff pulls us from Christ. We are simply complete in Him. Once we've placed our faith and put our trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ, uh, we are complete. We are brought in by adoption. We are made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And what a wonderful position. No wonder the songwriter said, Oh, what a standing is mine. What a blessing. And uh, so, so here's what he says. What, what does that have to do with this verse? Uh, again, I'm going to read it. Uh, in whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands. So what were the Judaizers doing? They were telling the believers, uh, that's great, you're a follower of Christ now, but to completely seal the deal, you need to get circumcised. And so what Paul says, he says, no, 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 no. Circumcision for, for the Jews was a picture of what Christ was going to do, this circumcision made without hands. It was not a physical thing. It was a spiritual thing. And, and he says this, uh, in the putting off of the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. In other words, Christ is going to cut off the sin. Uh, he's taking care of it. He took care of it on the cross. We're going to see uh, tomorrow. Um, he, he's going to cut it off. So when you and I get saved, he, uh, it also talks about the circumcision of the heart, the uh, cutting off the, the flesh of the heart so we can be a spiritual being, so we can uh, follow him spiritually. And so, uh, so he says this, this is one with made it out of hands. It's what Christ did. And it's, it's cutting off that sin. And you know what Christ is doing in our lives? He's, he's chiseling away and he's cutting off the sin and he's refining us, making us more like, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. It's without hands. It's him doing the work in us. It's him who justifies us. It's him who sanctifies us. And, uh, and that's what is taking place here. It's, uh, it's something that is being done to me. And, uh, uh, by the way, it's a great word picture because he says uh, he says it's without hands. Christ is the one that's doing it. Whenever you see the word sanctification, which is my becoming more holy, my becoming more like the Lord Jesus Christ, every time it's written in the past, uh, a passive perfect tense, which means it's something done to the person, not something the person does. And if we're not careful, sometimes we we present it like this, like I need to be working at becoming more like Christ. And and yeah, we need to surrender and we need to, and there's all, all kinds of verses about that and there's obedience. But at the end of the day, it's Christ that works in us, both to will and to do for his good pleasure. That's sanctification. That's us becoming more like the Lord Jesus Christ as he works in our lives. Yeah, we need to respond. We are co-laborers with him. But, uh, but at the end of the day, it's he who justifies and it's he who sanctifies, makes us holy, makes us like him. And, uh, and it says, um, uh, next verse, uh, uh, buried with him in baptism, wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. Now, this is an interesting verse, and I think a lot of people get tripped up on the word baptism. Uh, we think it's, it's exclusively talking about this water baptism. 
that takes place. Now, can somebody get, uh, can somebody be saved who was not baptized in a baptistry? I believe the answer is very clearly yes. Uh, it's not of any works that we have done. And here we're talking about, uh, you know, this person has been placed in Christ and there's been a baptism that takes place. The word baptism simply means immersion. And when you and I got saved, we were immersed in Christ. Now, the water baptism is a picture of that. But upon salvation, we are immersed in Christ. We are placed into him. Ephesians talks about that. We are in Christ. Uh, of course, Colossians here talks about that. And so it says this, buried with him in baptism. When Christ died on the cross, he was buried. And then he rose again in his glorious being. By the way, that's why we practice baptism by immersion, because that's what the word means. But it symbolizes the death, burial, and resurrection. When he rose, he was in his glorified state. When we rise, we are in our spiritual, circumcised state. As we just looked at, he cuts off the sin. We're going to bury that old man. And that's what Romans talks about. He says, let's, let's, let's put, keep that in the grave. We're buried with him in baptism. Um, uh, um, uh, Galatians, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. Christ liveth in me. That's the new man. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And so it says, uh, it says that we're buried with him in baptism. I'm baptized into Christ through, through faith. And it says, wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God. This is a faith life, folks. This is, this is me. I've placed my trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And, uh, and I'm, I'm buried with him in this identification that I am his child. And okay, good. Let's, let's make sure that old man is then put to death. And now I'm raised by faith of the operation of God. What was the operation? Well, what did he do with his son? He raised Jesus. And here's what's going to happen. Not only physically, he's going to raise us in the last day. We are going to be glorified. But even today, he has raised us to walk in this newness of life. That we would walk the Christ life. That's what it says in Romans 6. Uh, uh, raised to walk in newness of life. And, and uh, 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 we're talking about our position being placed in Christ by faith. And... Um, Boy, I'd love to keep going. The the, the next uh, next portion is uh, is what I get pretty excited about. But uh, um, we'll do thirteen, verse thirteen, and then I'll pick it up on thirteen again tomorrow. But we're buried in him in baptism. In verse eleven, we are circumcised with this spiritual circumcision, not weight made with hands. Uh, we're placed in him, baptized into Christ. Verse thirteen, in you. Who's he talking to? He's talking to these believers at Colossae. You, and also keep in mind the context, the backdrop. We're battling philosophy. We're battling the occult. We're battling these, these false premises um, that are not uh, Christ. They're, they're worldly. They're, uh, another place calls it devilish. These are, this, this wisdom does not come from above. It, uh, it's earthly, it's central, it's devilish. And, uh, and we make sure we're having wisdom from above. And so we want to make sure we understand these things, the, the proper doctrine, the proper, so we can battle these philosophies, we can battle these things. And so he says, uh, uh, that's the backdrop. So he says, you know, Christ, uh, God was in him bodily. He wasn't just a spirit. Christ was in him bodily. Okay, that took care of the Gnostics. And, uh, and when you're in Christ, 
he spiritually circumcises you. That takes care of the Judaizers. And, uh, and then in Christ, you're buried with him in baptism. I'm baptized into Christ. And, uh, and by the way, it, to, in today, that's going to take care of a few groups. That's going to take care of, of, uh, of the Catholics that believe baptism washes of original sins. It's going to take care of the Church of Christ that believes in uh, baptismal regeneration, that you must be baptized to be saved. No, no, I'm baptized into Christ, not into water uh, in this sense. Now, now, do we practice baptism? Absolutely. It's a public identification. It's a public confession that I'm identifying myself with the Lord Jesus Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection. But it's a, uh, it's a symbol of what actually took place being baptized into the person of Christ. And uh, uh, what an awesome truth that is. So we are at now verse 13. And you, being dead in your sins and uncircumcision of the flesh. Before Christ, that was me. That was you. Uh, that was everyone on this planet. Before Christ, and those who are not in Christ are in this position now, you are dead uh, in your sins. You're dead. You're spiritually dead in your sins. And the uncircumcision of your flesh, meaning Christ has not cut it off yet. He's not cut off that sin that we just looked at. But, but he says this, when you got saved, when you put your faith and trust by faith in Christ... Hath he quickened? That's an old English word. It means made alive. He hath quickened you. He had made you alive. Together with him, with Christ, who was risen, right? And uh, having forgiven you all trespasses. Now, sometimes we get confused. You know, does that really mean what it says it means? So I, I looked it up and uh, I, I took out my Greek and was checking it out, what that word all means when it says all trespasses. And I found out it means all. <laughs> Every sin on him was laid. Um, that's my position in Christ. And you who were dead, hath he raised, hath he quickened, he had made alive. You were dead in trespasses and sins. You were dead in the uncircumcision of your flesh. You had the flesh still attached to you, the sin still a part of you. Hath he quickened, he made alive, and in the process of making it alive, he cuts off the flesh. He cuts off the sin, having forgiven you all trespasses. All of them. The ones I'm going to do tomorrow. The ones I'm going to do 10 years from now. You say, how in the world could he have forgiven you of sins you have not committed yet? Well, let me ask you, how many sins uh, uh, had I committed at the point of him dying for them? When Jesus died, I had not even been born yet. Uh, it's, of course, it's future. But secondly, and maybe we'll get into this more tomorrow. If, if he only took care of my sins up to this point, what am I supposed to do tomorrow about those sins? You see, there's no other formula in Scripture, and the Bible makes it clear. He's only died for our sins once. Hebrews mentions that. And, and if, we, if we turn it into this thing, we've got to keep doing something. That's works, first of all. But second of all, uh, it says, here's, here's what ends up happening. You're going to end up crucifying Christ afresh. And, uh, and there'll be no more sacrifice for sins. You, you, you can't just keep crucifying. He died once for all. And so when we got saved, he cut off the flesh. He cut off that, that sin. 
And we're going to see what he did with it tomorrow. <laughs> but he cut off that sin. So it's no longer a part of me. It's gone. It's buried with him in baptism. So that you and I can now be raised to walk spiritually in the newness of life in Christ Jesus. Boy, I'm so excited about my position in Christ. What a thrilling thought. And by the way, it's amazing how the Bible answers all these different thoughts, all these different theologies that are kind of uh, floating around, and it just kind of nails them down. You know, it's amazing how uh, I heard one preacher say it this way, the Bible will correct a lot of our theology. And even in good, solid churches, I'm afraid we follow, we have some faulty theology because we've simply not just taken the Bible, uh, God at his word. And just taking it apart, little by little, little by little. And uh, boy, I'm so thankful about my position in Christ. We're gonna we're gonna build on that case a little bit more tomorrow, and uh, and kind of see what exactly took place in my salvation. And boy, it's exciting. And and it's an exciting passage as we're approaching uh, Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, because this all plays in together. We are, we already saw his death and his resurrection, and and we're gonna kind of see what took place there, and and what I believe. Um, uh, we're going to plug in some, some, some thoughts here, that, that a theory that I have, uh, and I think it'll be an encouragement to you.